Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most electrifying podcast in sports entertainment. Welcome to FFC. That's right, ladies and gentlemen and NBs. I am once again in the captain's chair for FFC. I am your esteemed host, Ryan Doyle, and it's all me tonight, baby, because I'm the wizard. Nope. Incorrect, actually. Uh, Damien is not here. Damien is currently gallivanting about in Seattle, Washington, having a good time. But I'm not alone, folks. With me is the illustrious host of Marking Out, Mr. Chris Sweeney. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate this. Uh, This is going to be fun. Um, I've got AEW on in the background, and MJF has short shorts on and real tan hands. That's right. The uh, the good old Shawn Michaels referee look. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. So yeah, I, I believe that's where the callback is from. Yeah, so what's Damien doing in uh, Seattle, Washington? He's going to – did he buy that Nirvana uh, Stratocaster? He's, he's the one that did it, huh? <laughs> he did. That's it. Saving okay. up his, saving up his uh, schmeckles for uh, – <laughs> His hero, Kirk Cobain, uh, he's going to buy his Stratocaster. That's $4.5 million. Man, he's got a lot of shekels there. He does. He does. Oh, man. So, well, so we, you guys so you guys are going to redo the Open now, the FFC Open, with that Stratocaster? Yes, that is correct. Perfect. We awesome. are going to do a uh, probably a grunge shoegaze 15-minute uh, cover of the opener so that we cannot wait to debut that, uh, folks. Damien, Damien is hard, hard at work on that one, I'm sure. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Well, we have a lot to get into. Uh, we we have Double or Nothing coming up this weekend. Yeah, we, we got a, a, not even that, I mean, just a big wrestling weekend this weekend because I feel like a bunch of other companies are going to be in Vegas this weekend. I know Pro Wrestling, the Wrestling Revolver is going to be there. I know GCW is doing some events, but the, I mean, the main focal point of this weekend is Double or Nothing. It's like, the, it's, uh, you could kind of say the essentially the, the third anniversary of All Elite Wrestling because this was their first, like, legitimate event hard to believe man and they've certainly come a long way yeah uh, i guess it, i guess you call this this wrestlemania although damien corrects me and always says that all out is their wrestlemania you just yes flip. okay all right yeah so this all, is like, out, all out's definitely their wrestlemania okay so this is like SummerSlam. yeah okay yeah Never right. what, what's the second of the the big four you say it's SummerSlam. Or uh, you say it's royal rumble uh i i usually say wrestlemania SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. I prefer Royal Rumble, but I mean, just in terms of cards, that is yeah. probably how I would set it up. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also got Best of the Super Juniors going on. We also have, of course, drama in WWE, as always. As always. As always, baby. Uh, but first, before we settle on in tonight, uh, a little hard talking about what we love when another unfortunate tragedy occurred in this country. Uh, not going to get into it too much, but our hearts go out to everybody in Texas. And uh, Sweeney being a parent, I'm sure, uh, fights with this every day of an unfortunate reality that we live in in this country. Um, just want to say personally that, you know, uh, unless we're going to be continued to be beholden to certain aspects in this country that keep things running along the way they are, uh, not much is going to change. So 
hopefully everybody has uh, a new perspective on this and something's have to be done. That's, that's all I really have to say about that. Yep. I, I don't want to rant and rave because I did a whole bunch of that to my wife last night on the situation. Um, but yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, it is, it is Owen Hart Memorial Month for a couple more days. But, you know, I think Owen Hart said it the best. Enough is enough. And it's time for a change. But Exactly. I'm going to bite my tongue here because uh, we in life, uh, especially in the world that we've been living in in the past you know, two to three years, we want to kind of focus on the positives. And I, tr I try to do that mostly every day of my life. Uh, but, you know, the past 24 hours have kind of been kind of rough. But, uh, Ryan, what is in your glass this evening? Let's 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 switch what over there. What is in my glass? Well, Sweeney, my friend, it is finally the beginning of summer. So why not celebrate with a little Brooklyn summer here? Ooh, one of my favorite Brooklyns. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very solid beer. Can't really say much else than that. Just a, a standard in the cooler. So I I'm ready, baby. I got I got Metallica on Sunday. Gonna head up to Where? Boston. Where's Metallica? Oh, Boston. Oh, you going? That's right. You're going to Boston. Oh man, that's I think. One of my favorite bands, well, like when I was like eight, you know, up until 18 years old, I was like, oh, Napster and the Metallica's against Napster. They're not great. But then I saw them live yeah. and it changed my perspective on Metallica. Oh, absolutely. The absolutely. best bands in the freaking world. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, I think every, every, uh, every young lad has their run with Metallica. Uh, they were not gotta, cool. They I were not just... cool when uh, I was about eight or nine, but yeah, no, you know, but. I've gotten Justice for All tattooed on the back of my arm. There you go. That's it. I saw them on the St. Anger tour, so, you know. I, I saw them several that. times on that St. Anger tour. <laughs> I saw them at Giant Stadium. I saw them, I think, twice at Nassau Coliseum. I saw them in D.C. I went oh, one sick. night. Yeah, which was, and Godsmack was on all that tour. And then That's right. That's right. Death Magnetic, they played two nights at the Garden, which I saw them on. They did one night, I think, at Nassau Coliseum on that tour. It was the sword opened up, which was incredible. Ah, nice. See, like that, the sword is one of those like big arena rock bands where oh, you hell sit yeah. there and just With that doom sound, man. Oh my god, so good, so good. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. know, I've seen a lot of bands other than the Sun, but this is gonna be my first time Metallica. This is Metallica. your first time seeing Metallica. No, no, I'm sorry. This is gonna be going to be my first time seeing Metallica in 20 years. So okay, hard, wow, hard awesome. to say. Good for you, man. Enjoy it. I'm jealous. Yeah. What do you got in the old glass tonight? Well, um, I've got a couple rocks in my uh, in my glass here, but Ooh. I'm gonna I'm not gonna go beers tonight. I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I I spoke to my good friend Dwayne the other day. Ah, and I got go. a nice uh, bottle of Terramana, uh, the Reposado. I really enjoy. I'm not a big tequila guy, but you know this on a couple of ice cubes is uh, you know pretty good. So here we go. Nice little pop. Let's pour this in the old glass key here. I will um, we are big fans of uh, Dwayne's Terramana on this program. Oh my god, it's so, like I was never in tequila, into tequila, and then I started drinking this because you know I'm a Mark. Yeah, we're a Mark. We're a bunch <laughs> of Marks. We got to, I, I, you know, we have. I don't think you guys discussed this on the show yet because I don't think you've had a show since uh, you know we hung out two weekends ago. Went to uh, Creative Pro Wrestling. That's right. The grand stage was awesome. Great time. Our boy um, Bryce winning the championship. Just yeah. want to give it a quick shout out to him. Congratulations to Bryce. That was a great match, too. And I, I watched the event back. Like I most heard of the uh, event, we're, we're all over that hard cam, baby. All over the hard cam. You see me and my stupid Mickey Mouse uh, sailor's hat. <laughs> but uh, cheer, let, let's cheers this to Bryce. Cheers. Cheers to, to Bryce. Bryce. Congratulations. The next uh, the next guy coming out of the uh, Create a Pro uh, dojo there. Absolutely. So they just keep, 
keep creating stars, man. Brian Myers really has a uh, just a program about him. And, you know, you want to look back on this, like a quarter of the AEW roster has come from, if yeah. not ran through Creative Pro. So that's absolutely that's really something special, especially to be uh, located right here in Long Island. Like Long Island has always been a baby of uh, independent wrestling, of, of independent wrestling. And, you know, just yeah. wrestling culture in general just really makes me uh one iota to be proud it makes you proud (laughs) it does especially like you know me going back to the old school nywc days seeing the uh you know when that was hot when Mm -hmm. it was brian matthews and uh matthews and Myers to see everything that they're doing now and seeing and i I mentioned the last time i was on the show you're gonna see everything that brian myers does from years to come whether it's not the ring with everybody that he's trained absolutely and that's a great thing man just one of the most underrated individuals in wrestling Absolutely. So cheers to Bryce. Cheers to Creator Pro. Let's do this. Mm. All right. So before we delve into the big event this weekend, we have New Japan events going on, baby. We have the best of the Super Juniors, the annual professional wrestling tournament uh, held with the Super Junior division. Uh, One of the most exciting parts of the New Japan schedule, uh, probably next to G1. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, of course. Absolutely. Uh, pretty pretty far into it now. Uh, in the A block, currently leading, we have Taji Ishimori with eight points. Ace Austin, the newcomer, with eight points. Hiromu Takahashi with six points. Alex Zane with six points. Yo with six points. All my homies hate Yo. Sho with four points. Clark Connors with four points. Yoshinobu Kanemaru with four points. Taguchi with two points and Francesco Akira with two points. And I think this is the first time, I think since 2019, that we've seen Kajin over there. You see Ace, Ace I know, I know, I think it was yesterday, Ace Austin Alex yep. Zane tore it up. Mm-hmm. We had a fantastic Super Juniors match. You know, we didn't even talk about the, the B block because you have Desperado and El Fantasmo both with eight points. You have El Lindemann and ROH pure champion Wheeler Yuta with six points. Also, Doki, did I say that right? Dookie, Doki. Dookie, Doki uh, with six points. You have Bushi, Robbie Eagles with four points. Also, TJP with four points. And then Titan with two and Master Wado with two points. So, Wado man, baby. You kind of can see where people are separating themselves. Yes. In both blocks. Approach that keep, part of the tournament. You have to keep Wheeler Yuta has to stay strong in this thing. Um, you have to definitely keep Ace Austin strong, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, Impact and AEW are lending their talents to this tournament. Right. But, I mean, I would love to see Wheeler Yuta win the B block. It would oh, kind of help him right now. Yeah. Especially Ab- being the ROH pure champion. Absolutely. I think where you stand right now with the current Final Four is just absolutely incredible. That B block final, if it's going to be Desperado and Phantasmo, is going to be awesome. Uh, I do want to see Yuta in in the final though. That would so be I. really incredible. Uh, you know, Ishimori and Ace Austin would be uh, an awesome final four uh, final in the A block. Takahashi, you know, it's been a point of contention here on the program. Not like me and me and Damian really agree on it, but we want to see him like just thrive in the heavyweight division. It may be just a personal choice of his that he prefers to stay in this division. Why not? He always kills it. He kills yeah. it anywhere he goes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not saying that's the reason I don't want to see him win, but you know, if that progresses to that eventually, you know, the guy almost ended his career on a neck injury. So I yeah. really want to see him thrive in other ways. Absolutely. And and New Japan does 
a very good job of taking their homegrown talents and really building mm -hmm. them up. So it's a, it, this is a perfect opportunity for them to do that with him. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, and, you know, you brought up a great point, too. We're starting to see uh, familiar names, uh, new names from across the globe, starting to enter New Japan with uh, some of the restrictions being lifted off. And hopefully that will lead to uh, just an awesome year in New Japan. I mean, they, they've really been holding it down the last two years, given everything that they had to go through. They've, but, been, uh, they've been holding it down, but also, too, you're kind, I think New Japan's going to start taking more forefront professional wrestling because, unfortunately, due to the, the, the restrictions and everything like that, mm -hmm. oh, man, Leo Sparrow, the crooked ref from uh, FWF, just got powerbombed to the cage by Wardlow. Sorry, I got it on the background <laughs> while we're recording this. Or, is actually, that I'm, who that was that was leo sparrow yeah man he took a bump i don't know <laughs> yeah Dude. i i all the all again we talked we talked about it early create a pro wrestling taking over because like half of the ref half of the security guards in this wardlow match are creator pro guys i see jay george <laughs> i see leo sparrow oh it's awesome but going awesome. i lost my train of thought but going back to new japan mm -hmm. we saw recently the bullet club come back and that's right going i'm hoping going back to like finn no i'm not finn Balor, fergal devitt form with gals and anderson and you got and you got a juice and you got jay white so i'm hoping you kind of see this resurgence of, of the bullet club now going forward because those guys are back in there big match coming up in new japan with uh carl machine gun anderson facing off against tamataga so uh new japan's kind of must see right now Absolutely. And, you know, with the dearth of all the wrestling that's been on the last two years, the resurgence of everything, New Japan, unfortunately, had to take a back seat. Yeah. But, uh, you know, with the Forbidden Door event coming up, man, people are going to start start recognizing and realizing like the 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 unity between AEW and New Japan is going to be a very special one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and especially summer and especially going into the best season of the year, as, as Damien likes to say, G1 season. Because you're gonna get, are you gonna get those Carl Andersons in the G1? You know, G1 finalist 2012. Are you gonna get guys like uh, Juice Robinson in there? I think it would be awesome. So, well, only time will tell. That's right. All right. So, uh, Super Junior, check it out. There should only be uh, oh, two weeks left. I think so. I think yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. I know. What is it? A three week tournament? Yeah, it's about a three-week tournament. Uh, the final... Wait, no, sorry. Da, 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 da. Let's keep June going. 3rd. June, June 3rd. 3rd. Okay, so final. yeah, we got about a week left. Yep. So, All right. Awesome. Awesome. So let's go over from one uh, illustrious ship to a uh, not-so-illustrious ship. And of course, a sinking ship. About a sinking ship. Uh, we are talking about WWE. Um, you know, not much going on. We had uh, WrestleMania backlash, which we covered in the previous episode. Uh, but you know, as we head into the summer, of course, it's shenanigans as usual over in Connecticut. Um, you know, we all know the story by now. Sasha Banks and Naomi were scheduled for a six pack challenge for the uh, women's heavyweight championship or the opportunity to fight for the women heavyweight championship. Uh, against Bianca at Hell in a Cell, I believe it was. Yes, Hell in a Cell is coming up. Cody's front, it, front and center on the poster. Mm -hmm. But what happened was is that this was going to stall out, supposedly. This is all allegedly uh, the tag team reign of the women's division for Sasha Banks and Naomi. 
they were not happy with this, uh, despite the little caveat being that Naomi was scheduled to win. Uh, but virtually we had a take their ball and go home situation. WWE has spinned this all out to epic proportions. Uh, I commend Sasha Banks and Naomi for not speaking one word. I guess, you know, they have legal obligations not to do that right now, but that doesn't mean that uh, WWE isn't talking like a bitch all up and down the street. And we've seen this before. This isn't anything new. But I feel uh, like this is new because the last times that this happened, it wasn't so publicized. Like in the middle of Monday Night Raw, they uh, WWE sent out that carousel Instagram post where it's like, oh, today uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks were here and they were informed of their uh, thing. Next slide is they didn't want to work with them. And the next slide is WWE. Here's the thing. I, I mentioned this on Marking Out last week. Marking Out episode uh, 589 for everybody that wants to listen. They said WWE is a scripted televised show. So immediately the first thing that they're saying is, hey, we're acknowledging that this is fake. Something that WWE I don't think has ever done before. And second of all, they acknowledged that somebody left. Like remember the CM Punk, mm -hmm. when CM Punk walked out, no talk of it whatsoever. They mentioned nothing about it on commentary. Now you have Corey Graves mentioning that they're unprofessional, they failed us, this, that, and the other thing, and they're making it more of a publicized scene, which makes wrestling fans believe that one, is this a work? Number right. two, I don't think it's me personally, I don't think it's a work because you're having Sasha Banks and both Naomi like getting rid of any sort of WWE reference in all of their social media accounts. Mm -hmm. And then, like Sasha Banks this weekend's hanging out with Stephen Aoki, like dancing on stage behind him. And there's also the point that, you know, apparently Big Daddy Meltzer is saying that they have two months left on their contracts. Yeah. So maybe that was the reason why they put the belts on them. Hey, listen, you're champions. Let's talk about a new contract. But again, and I like to say this on, on my podcast, we don't know. We're just wrestling fans that sit here and we podcast about what, go what we think goes on in wrestling. Maybe this is a work. I don't think it's a work, but, and I, Sasha Banks is one of those female wrestlers that transcends wrestling. Mm -hmm. She's not just a wrestler. She's a fucking, uh, that's right, I can curse on here. She's a fucking Mandalorian. Bob Ackland. Yeah, Bob Ackland. There we go. But, you know, she's a Mandalorian. She's and doing this in, in Hollywood. I'm glad you, know, you brought that up too, because that was completely on her own. You know, John Favreau saw her on Hot Hot Ones and said, "I like her. I want her in my show." He was not watching WWE. Yeah. Uh, but you you brought up a great point. I even th thought about you know the the PR release when you pull out the PR release that you usually reserve for where wrestlers commit atrocities and you have to remind the public that you know uh, these people aren't real. Uh, I don't think it's a work. You know, preventing people from making money off. WWE shop for taking down their items, yeah. not not able to buy a t-shirt for them or a portion of it goes to the wrestler. That transcends working us. Uh if it is a work, they they went a little too far here. But yeah, uh, completely too far. Great point you mentioned with CM Punk before this was Austin, which yep. I can't remember if you can refresh my mind if they referenced it on air. They 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 they, they said take he took his ball and went home. Was that it? 
did the rock say that or did jr say that i think it was don't quote me because i forget and somebody will be like oh my god just no wrestling um i i think it might have been jr yeah but like yeah you know, the, the two times that jeff jarrett walked out th- right. they didn't mention that either eh. you know so <laughs> but you know uh in terms of the aspect of you know being worked um you know it's it, Vince always believes that, you know, the company is bigger than the individual. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy buried uh, Bret Hart thinking that people would swell behind WWE uh, to, to support him and not, you know, believe in Bret's cause. Yeah. Uh, Austin never really recovered from him walking out because he did come back eventually. But, you know, he was kind of like it was like the air was just deflated out of his entire character. And, you know, yeah. he had other stuff going on in his life, the injuries yeah. and messy personal, shit going on. Personal, personal demons yeah. and stuff so like that. So I think sure. he would tell you that he was not in a good position. Yeah. But, hey, man, you know, at first I thought, like, dude, are they doing this over the women's belts because, you know, they want to make something out of it? I was like, it's dead in the water, whatever. But it, it's beyond that. And the reports that I'm reading from the other wrestlers, it was like, well, we have to do Vince's shitty storyline, so you should too. It's like, mm, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, listen, the, the culture is what it is in WWE at this point. It's the Barnum and Bailey's of, of wrestling. They don't care. They're going to do their Saudi shows. They're going to, you know, just plan out the, the bare minimum to get to WrestleMania every year. I still love aspects of it. I'll still tune in every now and then, but it's just beyond like, it's beyond contention at this point. So uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi is great. I don't want to, you know, shadow her from here. Everybody's just like, she's just following Sasha Banks. She's pissed too, dude. You know, absolutely. wants a decent storyline. And you thought she was going to like, you know, she might've won the six pack challenge, but he thought she was going to beat Bianca Belair in a nonsensical matchup. Wasn't going to happen. I I always got the idea that. uh, And to Becky's credit, she certainly took her character to, beyond the universe uh, yeah. from wh- where she originally started coming up from yeah, NXT for, oh, for sure. But it just always felt that Sasha Banks had, uh, you know, the fourth seat to the four individuals yes. that they built the women's division around. You know, I never thought, you know, of course I could have said that she's leaving, but I, I really think we've seen the last of Sasha Banks. Uh, in we, WWE. I, do you think maybe we've seen the last of Sasha Banks in wrestling? That's a good point. I think that's very true, man. You know, I mean, she and listen, like the it's gonna come to a point where, like, okay, so with the Titanic, there was another ship, uh, I don't know how many, how many hundreds of miles away called the Carpathia. And the Carpathia saw fireworks being shot up from the Titanic. Uh, the Titanic sending that as distress singles, uh, but the Carpathia thought they were just partying and went on about their way. AEW is the Carpathian situation. They cannot be the vessel to save all these individuals. I I 100%. You can't sign every single person that comes out of WWE. Would Sasha Banks uh, have the carpet rolled out for her? Absolutely. But, you know, in any other situation where, you know, say, uh, I mean, like, say Cesaro did this, you know, I mean, he's he's not an AEW. I mean, any of those upper mid-tier car guys, like, they're, like, at this point in the game, like, they're risking their careers yeah. if they want to be on it, if they want to be featured and paid on a national scale. 
but also you have to remember as well that I like I don't know what the AEW like a lot of people find AEW very appetizing because they don't have the same road schedule that WWE does. Right. So that's why maybe people want to go mm-hmm. there. Maybe some people want to wrestle five days a week. Yeah. Or they want to just go get in, flown in for one day, maybe have two matches in one day and then fly home and then do whatever indies you want to do during the weekend. But I mean, that's the only thing that's appetizing. I agree with you. AEW shouldn't be signing everybody for right now. They have three hours a nationally syndicated television mm-hmm. and then another maybe you want to say four hours right on youtube on a different sort of platform and you have over 100 wrestlers that you want to make sure that you get in there especially signing all these big wwe talents you want to try to get all those guys highlighted too so you don't have to again you don't have to go out there and sign the Sasha Banks. You don't have to go out there and sign the Cesaros. Would I love to see a Kings of Wrestling reuniting somewhere mm-hmm. on you know, like a PWG or something like that? Absolutely. But everybody doesn't have to be on television, especially now, because the the landscape of professional wrestling has kind of changed where you can make a name for yourself in professional wrestling and not be on TV. Exactly. Like guys like, like Effie who has a very hardcore fan base and does very well for himself just wrestling on the, the independence. Nick Gage. So, Nick Gage, too, you know, has a cult-like following. And by the way, I'm just going to say this. Watching him front row do his thing at FWF Live 3 was like, and not doing like hardcore, like glass and light tubes and stuff like that, which is so fun to watch. And he, he, like, you can tell the energy that a guy like that had that people were so behind him and like, mm-hmm. 300 people three four hundred people in the uh you know in the building so yeah props to the cage um but yeah Yeah. everybody again everybody doesn't have to sign with aew exactly is more flourished now that people can make a living not being on television and having a hardcore fan base yeah that's right and also like if you don't think that wwe has something in the back of their mind where they want to just flood the market and then have them have aew wcw itself by not being able to afford it yeah. Uh, they they want that, but also as an A and W fan, they still have some work to do building up their own stars, building up their own crop of individuals, and that is very important to the integrity of the company. So, be that as you may. So, if I you're hope- gonna, if you, but if you are gonna bring Sasha Banks in, mm-hmm. have her first match be against Jade Cargill and have her beat Jade Cargill. Yes, yeah. that would be a ginormous win, especially how over I don't. Over and also how great Jade Cargill has been since winning that TBS. I think that would be a perfect individual to, you know, obviously Jade would take the loss in that situation, but that's a perfect person to debut. But that's a great first W to get against somebody like Sasha Banks. Somebody with the pedigree of Sasha Banks. Oh, you're saying uh, Jade beat Sasha Banks. So that'd be. No, I'm saying Sasha Banks beat Jade Cargill. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. No, yeah, that'd be fine. I I'd be completely down with that. Obviously, like I said, uh, you know, it completely defeats the <laughs> the commentary I just made in the last ten minutes. But you know, I mean, not ever is Sasha, but for Sasha's sake, for Naomi's sake, uh, you know, I hope I we haven't seen the last of Sasha Banks in wrestling. That it, no. it's just it would be a uh, a shame to end her career like that when she's the Absolutely. most one of the most influential and transcendent people in wrestling. I, but again, going back to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Sam Punk was burned out of wrestling. He was yeah. gone for a bunch of years. Now he's back. He's in a main event role. 
So maybe, and Sasha's done this before too, where she felt like she's burned out, took a couple months off, came back, and she was, you know, the highlight of the women's division. Yep. Yeah. Know your worth, people. Know your worth. No, and and she what she said that recently in the Broken Skull sessions. She's like, I know yeah. my worth. I'm not somebody here that's just here to be happy that I'm here. No, I'm. I. She knows her value as a professional wrestler and a sports entertainer. Excuse me. And as individuals get bigger throughout the landscape of you know just the wrestling communities online, one way or another, the. They're, the workers aren't going to care about WWE's fucking fist over them. You know, shake like, what are you doing to us? Like, they, oh, for sure. They have the power, you know, we, uh, the workers have the power in our, in our society. Uh, well, it. beginning to, so work from home, baby. We finally meet. <laughs> we did it. Woohoo! Don't have to leave my house. All let's right. See. So that ends our WWE discussion. And let's get down to the main event of the evening. AEW Double or Nothing, the third annual Double or Nothing, live from the T-Mobile Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sunday, yeah. May 29th, 8 p.m., live on pay-per-view. Uh, it is, as aforementioned, the third annual Double or Nothing. It's the third anniversary of the creation of AEW. Uh, so, Sweeney, tell me, have when you saw the first double or nothing did you picture AEW at the point where they are now um i want to say no and i feel like i've said it before on this podcast mm -hmm. you hear it every couple years oh hey there's this billionaire that's going to start his own own company yep. um and as i said you hear it from time to time again this is finally that time where that billionaire took his money, invested it in a company, and look what we have now. We have a company that is getting around the 1,000 million views mark every Wednesday night mm -hmm. and showing up. They're signing big talents. They're bringing people like CM Punk back to wrestling. They're putting a guy like Brian Danielson in a role that Brian Danielson wants to be in. So I, th I don't think i i don't think i was expecting this so very very good on aew's part like i let, i want to run down the card from the first double or nothing so you had adam page eliminating mjf in the battle royal kip sabian defeating sammy Guevara, scu beating the team of chima t hawk and l lindeman Britt baker in a four-way against nyla rose kylie ray and awesome kong Best friends beating Angelico and Jack Evans. Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami defeating Aja Kong, Emi Sakura, and Yuki Sak Sakazaki. Cody defeating Dustin Rose in a match that lives down in inf infamy in AEW history. Mm -hmm. Vox defeating the Lucha Brothers and Kenny Omega defeating, uh, and Chris Jericho defeating Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. A lot of those guys wow. are still on that card. And a lot of those guys are going to be on this card as well. So it, it kind of shows you that like all those guys that are on that first card are still kind of here for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like they didn't just take those guys, drop them and bring other guys in. They have brought other professional wrestlers right. in. But they've done a great job of focusing on that home. You could kind of say homegrown talent from the first uh, ep from the first uh, pay-per-view. 
Uh, but they brought a lot of guys in. Like, let's let's take a look at like just the the pre-show of the buy-in, as they like to call it. So you have your first match is gonna be Tony Nese, former WWE guy, outstanding professional wrestler, and Mark Sterling, a guy that made his name kind of on the indies. They brought him in and really honed in on this character of being like the sleazebag lawyer facing yep. off against Hook. You could say a homegrown talent. Absolutely. Him. He's grown up on TV and a guy in Danhausen, Hookhausen, who Danhausen made his name on the indies. They didn't take him, repackage him. They said, hey, you're awesome as Danhausen. Let's just bring you in like this. Your name is Dan now. Yeah. Yeah. Your name's going to be Dan Donovan. Um, and then just Donovan. Yeah. And then just Donovan <laughs> when, he gets the, when he gets the raw. Um, his second match, Jade Cargill. Homegrown talent. We saw her first match with Shaquille O'Neal on AEW Dynamite against Anna Jay, another homegrown talent. So they're doing a very good job of still highlighting their homegrown talent here. Like, I think that's going to be a very fun match. The Hookhausen, Tony Nese, Mark Sterling match, I think is going to be cop, is going to be everything that you love about professional wrestling. Because, A, like, people like might not be privy to, Dan Housen as a worker, he's very he's a very good professional wrestler. Okay, very thank solid. You. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Because <laughs> go where after this, I want yeah. you to go on YouTube and type in Dan Housen versus Psycho Mike Rollins. Maybe one okay. of the funnest matches you'll watch. But Dan Housen very good in the ring, and it's good to pair him with a guy like Hook, who A is super over, B is very super green in the ring. Um, so they can work off each other. Dan, ha- you could kind of say Van- Dan Housen's like the vet in this role. And then Tony Nese, true, yeah. who is like outstanding wrestler. Mark Sterling's a very good wrestler too. But you're going to get the comedy stuff out of Mark. You're going to get the comedy oh, yeah. stuff out of Dan Housen. It's going to be, this is, this is what, this is a match that if you like professional wrestling, you should be like, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's great. Great point. And Nice and Sterling are just consummate professionals too. Absolutely sell the hell out of this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to do a great job. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Just to, see uh, the, just to see the rise of Hook, man, because that, that you know, they really struck gold. To have an individual, uh, your own man, uh, you, can, you can pinpoint, he's a day one guy. You can pinpoint day yeah. one for him in AEW, and he is going to be on his way. I'll tell you he that. Got- he got over by not saying a damn word. There you go. And that's just not easy there. to do. And then, you know, when you get the rub from CM Punk, you know, that's also good too. It's um, funny when he was at uh, the Creator Pro event and uh, he was signing autographs at the table, I heard him, I, I saw him speaking to individuals. And I wanted to go up closer. I was like, no, nope, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to hear nope. his voice. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear his voice. It's going to ruin no, he's, he's, he's spoken on AEW Pro. <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah. But, but still, I just want to go up to him and talk about lacrosse because apparently he has a uh, a good background in Long Island lacrosse. So something that I uh, I cover for work. Oh, there you go. There we go. Hey, hey listen, you, you filmed be... uh, you filmed my one lacrosse game. That's right. That's yeah. I know this guy. <laughs> but anyway, you also have what I think has. I mean, we've said it on marking out the Owen Hart Foundation tournament mm-hmm. has been very predictable so far. Yeah, it but has. It's, but. The matches have been very fun. They've slapped, absolutely. Yeah, especially um, you know at time of this recording, it's going to be Adam Cole in the finals against either Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe. I'm hoping that it's Kyle O'Reilly. 
I do too. I do too. Those blood feuds that they had in Ring of Honor take, and especially now, since the purchase of Ring of Honor, Mm -hmm. AEW has been very nostalgic for Ring of Honor stuff. You put these guys in, and now let's go to the Ironheart Finals match, and these guys fought off at uh, Manhattan Mayhem back in 2016. You have the library from ROH. You cut to some of those shots during that match. I don't know if that was the right event. I apologize about that, but like, that's a cool component that you could bring to this match too. I mean, don't get me wrong, Samoa yeah. Joe, everything that they dealt with them so far, very smart to put the television title on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to more Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, not only that, but their feud in NXT is very fresh in the minds of all the fans too, yes, which absolutely. they carried that division towards the, mm-hmm. the, the waning days of the black and gold era of NXT. Yep. So that's just a feud you can go right out of the gate with. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, Samoa Joe, I could easily say could win too, but obviously they've been having some fuckery with uh, Sanjay Dutt and mm-hmm. uh, Jay Lethal and the new big guy from India. Satam Singh. Satam Singh. Satam Singh. Yes, there yes. you go. So, uh, did, then on wait, the did you have Veer Mahan? That's switch comment. Veer Mahan. I don't know if you do. You remember a couple of years ago with the Pirates that they had the million dollar arm and they were scouting individuals from uh, yes. India. He's yes. one of those guys that the that the pirates. Signed. He is one of those guys. That's insane. That's insane. That's that was it. That that's right. Oh my god. Um, wow. He looks so much different. He does. He looks like a fucking million bucks, dude. Like I hope I I, I, I know. Don't I, to, they, I don't want they, them to make a, like a dead in the water Rusev thing with this. Like let the boy no, go. No. Push push him to the moon. Not As, to uh, not to dive Grimes likes to say. To the no, moon. it's fine. To the moon. Glad he's getting his, own, his first figure. Um, next up in the women's side of the mm-hmm. Owen Hart Foundation tournament, you're going to have it's so at at recording time, it's going to be Tony Storm or Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Um, going back to Creative Pro last week and seeing her in that outstanding women's three way match. And if you haven't watched it yet, go to IWTV. Chris Statlander versus Chelsea Green versus Sierra. I want Chris Statlander to win this whole thing. Just. A big, because uh, I mean, Tony Storm is probably going to win the entire thing, but Chris Statlander wasn't supposed to be in the tournament. She got put in here because of uh, an injury, mm-hmm. and they've kind of tweaked, and she's kind of tweaked her persona from being like the alien to being just this like ass kicker, and it's just awesome. If you saw on Rampage last week when she faced Red Velvet, I mean, yes, I Red Velvet gave her the assist, but she was holding her up with one hand and just flexing while she was doing it. I'm like, like how how are people not behind that? That's awesome. She's so fucking cool, man. Uh, yeah, so cool. I I really want her to win in this situation. I think she's definitely owed something. She, you know, I feel like she she works really hard and gets up the ranks in AEW, gets to that uh, point before but she hasn't got that next right exactly right and i'm hoping this character change from her just being galaxy great alien to being the the more that more than more than a woman more than a woman maybe and she's showing it and it's great and it's awesome but and as you can kind of i don't want to say she's a homegrown talent because she really gained a name for herself on the independence but she really got to see like chris statlander shine since she came into aw Perfect person to put it on, but ultimately, I think Tony Storm is going to win the entire thing. Right, because you know they 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 made a big deal bringing her in, and I yes. think you know they have to they can't just bring her up. Like you know, unfortunately, I know that she's in the finals of this, but with Ruby Soho, they had like that one big shining moment with her. 
at Grand Slam. At, yeah. Well, yeah, like at All Out and then Grand Slam. And then it's kind of been like pretty much after yeah. that. So they really need to hit a home run with Tony Storm. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I would not be. Uh, I would not be upset with her winning at all. No, no, neither would I. Neither would I. Um, Thunder Rosa will be making a defense of the AEW Women's Championship as she faces off against Serena Deeb. This has become, I feel like this has been more of a feud about Serena Deeb than yeah. it has about Thunder Rosa. You know, Serena Deeb really making the claim that, you know, she hasn't been respected for a very long time as a female wrestler. Right, despite getting a featured moment in in Dynamite for you know the last couple of months, yeah, to go over she's gotten both. more time than Thunder Rosa has gotten. Time yeah, recently, but I yeah, feel which like is it, kind of a detriment to your women's champion, right? I mean, yes, I know. My 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 co-host Brandon says like she hasn't been used once, but again, with babyface champions, people like the climb mm-hmm. more than they like the championship. That's very true. Unfortunately, it's very, you know? very true. We can't have it both ways. Uh, you know, I thought it was what was the pay per view? I guess it was uh, Revolution. She should have won there. I understand that San Antonio was the next week and they wanted yep. to do it there. Then don't have a match of Revolution for it then. Yeah, not for sure. We made I these understand. points before. But anyway, uh, Serena Deeb, hell of a worker. I really love her work. Yeah. Um, it's probably obvious that Thunder Rose will go over here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, I guess the next person you have to like, I, I guess to, after somebody wins the women's cup, the mm-hmm. women's own heart, you have to have them face off for yeah. the, I think that's the, the uh, right. Because that's the, um, that's also the stipulation with winning the trophy, right? You get it. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it should automatically send you to number one in the, in the, in the rank. Oh my God. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have another, for the second pay-per-view in a row, you're going to have a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus will be facing off against Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. So I know, I, I know, you know, social media is like, oh, another triple threat match for the AEW Tag Team titles, but it's two different teams than last time. Last yeah, time was more true. of the, last time was more the story of Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. At the time it's about three very talented teams yeah and no disrespect to jurassic express uh you know they certainly deserve a tag team title reign uh it might have gone on a little longer than people expected to um but i didn't i didn't want them to be transition champions but i think here is the logical end to their reign yeah um but then you have to choose between team taz and keith lee and swerve strickland who lee and strickland have just looked like an absolute million bucks yeah uh since swerve came onto the scene uh, but you can't doubt the ability of Starks and Hobbs, man. Hobbs working really hard in the last year to to cut weight and you know just Look actually great. bulk up. He looks like he looks fucking awesome. Yeah, Ricky Starks, one of the best. You know, ever since I saw him in uh, NWA Power two years ago, I uh, I the first glimpse of my mind was just that dude has Rocky ability in him. Just the absolute yeah. charisma that drips from him when he's on the mic. Uh, Hell of a worker. So probably in this situation, I could see ta- I could see Starks and Hobbs getting it just because we've had a we've had a face run with the titles. But also, I mean, like, gee, how can I how can I doubt the ability of Keith Lee? I think it might be a Jungle Boy Luchasaurus win. Okay. All because right. Because I'll go into it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'll go into it a little bit because you know there's still more matches here to discuss. 
Um, in a match that has been dubbed Anarchy in the Arena, it's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society against the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, and also Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. So this will be a fun 10-man match. Pretty much blood and guts without the... Blood and guts without the, the, two, the two steel cages. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Which is and why that, I thought they were gonna. I thought they were totally gonna just do that at double I, or nothing. I guess that uh, would have been. I know, too but much. Then, but then at double or nothing, you'd have to have, actually no. That would work because if you had two ring. Yeah, two no, rings, it wouldn't have worked. That was just me being a mark. No, no, <laughs> it would. It would have worked completely. But you'd have that would have to have been the first match they have to have on the uh, the card. The last. Match. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you know, and the main event is you know Adam Page versus CM Punk, so you have to have that end off. Yeah, uh, but other, uh, yeah. The Anarchy in the Arena match. Um, It'll be fun. You know, you can have, you know, camera cut here, camera cut here, camera cut. Yeah, oh my God, they're outside. Oh my God, they're on the strip. That this is a part of the, you know, it's it's, it's a. You could put this at the end of the at end of the event because we know that like this is going to start at eight o'clock at night and probably not finish till midnight. So you're going to need that match to keep people going. And what a good match than this to have a bunch of people just bumping their ass off the entire time. Yeah, and you know, of course, when Jericho Appreciation Society started up, I was a hater. I was like, "God damn it, he's just doing another thing of the of the uh, inner circle." But of course, you know, it takes it takes Jericho to find one little iota in his in his work to just absolutely run with it, and he's certainly doing that here. Uh, 3.0, 2.0 have been just fucking awesome. I fucking just absolutely die when. Uh, Daddy name? Magic, Daddy Magic just speaks in that French Canadian. He doesn't. Like, he doesn't even have to speak. He yeah. just sits there and just looks at the camera and just like bobs his eyes. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so the tenth week in sports entertainment. Uh, it's so good. It, but like again, it's harnessing like what do AEW fans hate? They hate WG. What do the hardcore fans hate? They hate WG, WWE. Why? Because it's sports entertainment. Yeah. So you want to get some heat from the AEW fans? It's lightning in a bottle. Let's call ourselves sports entertainers. Let's there dress like schmucks. Yeah. The only good thing to come out of it is this AEW Chris Jericho, the wizard shirt, where it's like very 70s, like yeah. psychedelic. Very, very cool shirt. I have to, there's a good uh, sale on Pro Wrestling Tees this weekend. I might scoop it up. Yeah, and the Wizard by Uriah Heep is a fucking awesome song, and I and the I, Wizard by Black Sabbath. Yeah, that too. I, I one of those two. He has to. Yes. Two weeks. No, but two weeks ago on Rampage, uh, Jericho introduces goes, "My, I'm Chris Jericho. I'm the Wizard." Nice. And then I'm like, yeah. If he just had, if he just had Angela and Matt just like singing that behind him, I think it would have been million bucks. Million bucks. Just like this next match that's going to be on the card, which is, I think. This could this could be a show stealer right here. The House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King facing off against the Death Triangle, Pac, Penta Obscuro, and Ray Phoenix. Oh my God! Like this is this is, this match is brought to you by PWG because so, you know you're yeah, gonna get absolutely. just spot 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 spot. Uh, one of the rare instances where the storyline has been absolutely dead in the water, in my opinion. But as soon as you get to the end point, it's just like, oh, okay, this is gonna be fucking awesome. It's like, gothic. There's no, there's it's no absolute possibility that this match is going to suck. No, absolutely not. Especially you put Buddy Matthews in the ring with Pac. Mm -hmm. You put Malachi Black in the ring with Ray Phoenix. You put Brody King in the ring with anybody. Like Brody King, the most agile big man we have in professional wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget Pac, man. Got to just take in the backseat to the last uh, yeah. couple of months. 
Yeah, just he's just been there doing his thing. That's why this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, and I always mark out for you know Penta and a Phoenix match. Oh, absolutely, the black and the black and the white. So um, after this dream tag team match that has kind of unfoiled over the past couple of weeks on AEW, the Hardys, the Young Bucks. The last time they did this match was in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. The night before, no, it was the day that they debuted back in the WWE. But it didn't have the eyes on it that this match is going to have now. People no, probably forgot not. that those matches happened. We so, we kind of yeah we kind of touched upon this in a couple episodes ago, like what like the landscape pre AEW before that announcement, which I think didn't come that that soon after. Uh, the Hardys left Ring of Honor, but yeah, that was it. It was it was the Ring of Honor scene and the PDW scene. Sorry, the PWG scene. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and I don't know, fucking goddamn it, Brooklyn Summer Ale. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know that was that was the hottest scene at the time, and you know people thought like, oh, maybe Ring of Honor is going to make a uh, a huge run here, but that wasn't the case. But yeah, that was a very it was a dream match, honestly, because you had you know the absolute definition of tag team wrestling in the modern age you know with all due respect to rock and roll express but uh certainly they had the hardy boys you had the young bucks who are the uh you know the 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 affluent uh members of their generation just who are absolutely dominating so now we're we're back at we're back at this again uh certainly some time has passed on the individuals uh especially the hardy boys how do you yeah. how do you think how do you think Jeff has looked so far, aside from uh, the, fucking the, spot the, against Darby the car Allen. the car crash two weeks ago? Yeah, um, so far they've been using him to his trains, and I, I I've said I've said I said it on our podcast they're rolling out the Hardy's greatest hits. Yeah, and I like and people, people are people are like shit. I'm like, well, like fucking, what do you expect at this point, man? Yeah, come on, they're rolling out the Hardy's greatest hits. I'm about it. They've been using, you know, they use Jeff to get over Darby more than Darby's yeah. over. Like Darby doesn't have to get over anymore. Right. There's exactly. no point. But like, I, I, I get it. You know, that, that match that they had on, on Dynamite a couple weeks ago was the match that should have happened. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a car crash. These are the two. Yeah, that's what you, you know, want. Like you didn't crash, want that? Well, were you the, upset that that happened? <laughs> the, they're the crash test dummies of their generations. Yeah. So it's like, you got to kind of put them there. So, yeah, I, mean, I, you know, I know people were just like, I was like, well, guys, like fucking, what did you, you saw him against Adam Cole? When did you ever see him against Adam Cole? You got to see that match. It's yeah, cool. They're using it for what it is. is. We're not going to have yeah. him around for much longer. So fuck it. Oh my God. Absolutely not. I, I, I feel like Matt Hardy's going to wrestle until he's like 80 years old, but. Oh yeah. No, he's going to be one of those individuals. It's like, stop, yep. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's always fun to see Matt Hardy. Uh, but yeah, again, you get to see this tag team match on, on a, a big, a bigger scale. So yeah, and uh, honestly, just like from the pomp and circumstance of it all, probably going to be one of the matches of the night. Yeah. Oh my God, people are going to be. This is awesome when they're just staring down in the middle of the ring. Started yep. off. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, the the Bucks have Brandon Cutler in his corner. Who's to say that? Uh, what was the Hardy's landscaper back in the uh, with the broken oh, Matt's mess dad? Up? No, not Matt's dad. Matt's, uh, dad, Matt's father-in-law. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Senor. Benjamin, Senor Benjamin. Yeah, Senor Benjamin. There okay, so Brandon Cutler comes out the Young Bucks. Do you think Senor Benjamin comes out? With I think the, uh, I think we will get some some uh, some broken match shenanigans. In that'll game. be the that'll be the pop of the night. Yeah, what happens. Mark my words. I'll say it here on this podcast. Next up, you have a blood feud. 
that I think has been the best scripted and drawn out storyline. MJF versus Wardlow. Tonight, uh, Wardlow beating MJF, I mean, beating Sean Spears in the cage, so he gets his, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think MJF all the way. I mean, not MJF. Wow. Sorry. Wardlow all the way. Oh, I yeah. Think, no, I, I think, think he's over. You, you can't <sighs> st stop. What he I said right the now. same thing against Cody, though. Like, oh, obviously, Cody's going to win, but different, different scenario. Like, this is Wardlow's time to shine. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, not to sound like a hater here, I don't need any more MJF trial and tribulation matches against an individual. That's it. And, okay. like, you know, like I said, this, like, all due respect to Wardlow, he deserves this. He's going to be a superstar moving forward. But, you know what I mean? I mean, like, agreed. Like, it, it just feels like I'm running this, like, the same program here with MJF in the last couple of years. I understand with like CM Punk, you had the same thing with uh with Cody. Yeah, with but that, like, with CM Punk, it culminated in like just absolutely perfect and brutal match where it took MJF to another level. And you know, maybe I'm just overthinking it. You know, I outside of a title reign, uh MJF is pretty much at the point of uh position that he will be in AEW. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean like, you know. I don't know. I think it's time. MJF now. would tell me to stop being a mark right now. So I think it just answers my own question. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're in for though? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we can kind of tie that into the main event because Hangman Cage versus CM Punk for the AEW championship. I don't think CM Punk needs a title here. No. I and I, I've said it before. The next AEW world champion needs to be MJF. So going to this MJF Wardlow feud, Wardlow gets his over. He becomes his own man in AEW. Let MJF weasel his way into a world title match. Let him win it all out. Against CM Punk? No, against Hangman Page. They've done this like yeah. quick, they've done this quick flop of CM Punk's a babyface. Five minutes later. It's you know. CM Punk being a heel coming out wearing a freaking John Tavares, but I was I was hurt by Oof. that. Oh, I, then, now, so at first it came out, I saw the C on his jersey, and I'm like, oh, he's wearing an Anders Lee jersey. I was like, oh my god, he's wearing a Tavares jersey. And then I thought he was gonna turn around and say Goring, but it's it, it, CM Punk hates the Islanders, and this is before MJF was even on the scene. He just yeah. he does not like the Islander fans on Twitter, which I can understand completely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that was that was the perfect move. If he was going to if he was going to be the uh, uh, the Stone Cold in Canada, so yes. to speak, you know okay. I mean? so yeah. definitely the 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 Brett Canada vibes in late '97 there. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like Hangman, like CM Punk, doesn't eat the AEW World Championship. No, he doesn't, and I think that's where um, I don't know if you got to. Did you get to their promo yet tonight? No. I, okay. I did, but it's on silent in the background. Okay, so watching Rapungi Vice face off against FTR, and it's really like hitting on all cylinders. I'll let you delve into it um, later. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Or it will make sense, but pretty much, uh, Heyman Page wants this because he thinks it's more important for the company than CM Punk to have another, you know, notch in his belt. You know what yeah, I mean? I understand. And. I the direction of CM Punk following this is going to be interesting, whether he wins or not, because I think everybody is just expecting him to win. Not well, I mean, not win, but become a heel eventually. I yeah. think that's, you know, probably in the cards. I would imagine. Uh, the guy's effective either way, and he doesn't even need to be heel. He could just be. He could just be like Brian Danielson, where it's like, okay, I need to be heel for this one feud. Then yeah. I'll 
knock it out of the park and then be a face next week. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting, you know? Um, and again, I commend AEW for, we talked about the beginning of uh, AEW three years ago and running down the card. And obviously Hangman Page was in the first uh, title match against Jericho. And he lost. And so he lost. This is his, uh, com- this is his full circle moment. So following that, I I probably said to myself like, ah, eh, that's that, that's probably going to be the last of Hangman Page. But they yeah. really stuck by him. The fans have stuck by him. Uh, you know, people were ready to write him off after beating Kenny Omega. Like, eh, he's not going to hold it more than two months. Like, he's yeah. just a transition champion. Absolutely not. The guy has absolutely killed it in every single championship match that he's had so far. And uh, Mr. Consistent, you could say. There you go, Mr. Consistent, baby. Yep. Gonna be interesting. I really can't put a. I'm gonna say CM Punk just because it, it. Like again, I just try to go to the next logical step here. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he just wants to put Hangman over and then continue it, and then Hangman will. Uh, MJF would be the perfect, I think, uh, yeah. opponent next. at at all out. So that oh, makes absolutely. sense. So like I said, you know, there's not a there's not a logical step. My, I probably would pick CM Punk in this situation, but okay. Luckily, I'm not a betting man, so there has to be. So if, if, if Hangman Page is going to win, there has to be some sort of like swervy finish. Exactly, there has to be someone screwing over Hangman. Uh, CM Punk, if he's going to win, probably has to do some double turn stuff. Not go full double turn, but like, yeah, I'm going to fucking punch you in the nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did what I had to do to win this match, and you I, would too. So don't lie. I feel like Rikichi. I did it for <laughs> the Rock. I did it for the Punk. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so Sunday, Sunday is gonna be fun. Double or nothing. Let's yeah, go. one of the best events of the year, and uh, you know, regardless of what side you stand on in the idiotic landscape of wrestling, like we have more events to look forward to. You yeah, know, have, we don't have to wait an entire summer for a SummerSlam. Like we got this. You this. got Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. and then like even arguably people too- are way more excited for that than this <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> to be honest, I, well, it's like who like. Again, like that's another like theory I saw on Twitter, mm-hmm. the worst place in the world was yes. like somebody wins at double or nothing, lights go out, you know, they get the confetti and everything like that. But they look at the confetti and it's dollar bills and Okada comes out. Yeah. So as as double or nothing was three years ago, where it was just there to like it wasn't going to change the world despite having a five star match on it. But it was certainly going to lay the groundwork for what's to come. And, you know, I don't think there's going to be uh, a title match at uh, Forbidden Door. I could be wrong. Uh, or like you're going to get like Kenny Omega is miraculously going to come back from uh, recovery and fight. Every Okada surgery right there. possible. Yeah, uh, that's not happening. So temper the expectations a little bit, but uh, guaranteed that situation will come and hey man you know what i could definitely see that having a double or nothing too just immediately just ro- like strap the rocket behind it and just go straight into forbidden door. Uh, forbidden door season because it's only shit it's not it's even a month, month away of, not even a month away it's half a month away so yeah that's a great point dude i think that's exactly what they're going to do here yeah that, you, you have to start building up those matches so it's like you, you know you're gonna have to have the okadas on there you know you're gonna have to have I would say Minoru Suzuki. Oh, man. But... You know what? The more I think about this, dude. Tanahashi versus Jericho. What a match yeah. that would be. Everything we've been dreaming about, but 
what if, you know, whether Punk or Hangman wins in this situation and Okada comes out, yeah, wins the belt at AEW uh, Forbidden Door, and then we get the all out match. MJF versus Okada. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the, uh, inter- the internet wrestling community would lose their minds if MJF beat Okada. Dude. <laughs> because you have to, it's going to, whether it's that or whether it's something else, uh, MJF is going to come to collect because, you know. Well, I, I, well, I'm watching AEW right now, and it looks like they're already seeding for the Forbidden Door as Jeff Cobb and is Ishii. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, yeah. they could, I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with my New Japan stuff, but they just came out and ruined this ROH title match. A tag team title match that is just brutal. Oh, against uh, FTR? Yeah. Jeff, oh, okay. Cobb, Jeff Cobb and his tag team partner came out, and he's about to give him a tour of the islands. Is this evil? Oh, Great Ocon? Is that Great Ocon? Does he have like a mask on or whatever? No, he's got a big ponytail and a big beard. Evil? So maybe it is evil. I don't know, but tour of the islands. Boom. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You'll, oh, Jeff Cobb, so good. But yeah, regardless, it's going to be awesome. Regardless, they're already seeding for Forbidden Door, so so awesome. Double or nothing's going to be awesome this weekend. Absolutely, um, very excited for that one. Uh, will definitely be another home run. Safe to say for AEW, barring a massive catastrophe. I hope that does not happen. But yeah, no. Uh, been a hell of a spring season for AEW, that's for sure. I know. I know. I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to I'm going to Vegas next month, so I'm a month late for uh, for uh, double or nothing. But it should be fun regardless. Yeah, maybe one day we'll see. Maybe one day. I would like. I think my my uh, my goals right now, wrestling wise, is to go to a PWG event one time in my life. Yeah, I think that's a that's something that every uh, wrestling fan should try to scratch up their list. You know, know. regardless but- of whether or not it is uh, in Reseda. Regardless- because Reseda, the Reseda building's dead. Now they're doing it at the Globe Theater. So, I don't know. Hopefully. One day. One day. One day. One day at a time. That's it. <laughs> One day at a time, baby. One day at a time. That's it. So. All right, Sweeney. To wrap us up here, I wanted to do something a little fun. Uh, I like fun. You like Fun's fun? Yeah. All right. So, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a game show from the 70s called $100,000 Pyramid. Nope. Not familiar with it at all. Pretty much, it was a trivia show, and you had to, it was like four cards on the bottom, three in the middle, two, and then one. And you had to go throughout. You had to get every single card right on the pyramid to win $100,000 at the top. So I'm going to test your knowledge. Oh, God. I'm probably going to fail. All right? Okay. So you'll have three strikes, but I need 10 correct answers for you to win. The hundred thousand dollars. I'm not gonna test. Is that fact or not? Test. It's a. It's like trivia. You know. I know, but I'm not gonna trivia too. I fold under pressure. All right. Well, good thing you are on hundred thousand dollar FFC pyramid. So just give me a second here to cue something up. Is it? Is do we have uh, audio for this? I'm gonna like pull old school seventies yeah. audio. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Waiting. Oh, look, Matt Hardy made sure it said the delete instead of the elite. Oh, great. All right, sweetie. Oh. You are the next contestant on the FFC $100,000 period. Come on Woo-hoo. down. 
I don't, do I have a, a, a Bob Barker shirt that says like I'm here to win gold or whatever it is? I'm gonna bet a do- a cent over uh, the the person that just. Uh, I'm gonna fuck bet. over this person next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you bid? I bid uh, one dollar, Bob. You are a complete bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the person just looks at them like, "Are you serious right now?" Oh my god! All right. Okay. Here we go. Question number one. Who is the only WWE superstar who has seized the Intercontinental Championship eight times? Jericho. Correct. Yep. All right. Because the Miz beat him recently and now has nine. There you go. Okay. Wow. So these Which... are the things I, I remember in my life. Yep. There you go, man. You right now <laughs> have uh, $1,000. That's right. I know Ooh. you own rules to my game show here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question number two, which WWE superstars today and in the past attended WrestleMania in the Toronto Sky Dome? Edge. And? Christian. Correct. Okay. You, you, you gave it away when you said the ands. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I said two okay. WWE superstars. Okay, I just I mean, said one. If, My you did say, if you did say Christian, I was going to be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. $5,000 to you, good sir. Yes, they uh, famously attended WrestleMania four, and then wrestled in, in all those old Edge documentaries. Oh yeah, they like before he retired, they always they always show that picture and they like kind of just zoom right into him like third row with his terrible mullet. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, they they've done that story to death. Yeah. Although it was cool to see uh, Edge on that one Canadian like I don't know Jerry Springer show back in like oh, yeah. the nineties ask uh, Bret Hart a question. So. I thought there was there was a Justin Roberts one too. Oh, yeah, he was on Springer, I think. Yeah, that's right. He was like an actor. Yeah, yeah the little little tidbits in wrestling that just you know, yeah. like fucking MJF on uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, no, yeah. it's beaten like a dead horse. <laughs> All right, question number three: Who brandishes the record for longest time spent in the ring during a Royal Rumble? Rey Mysterio. Correct. Whoa, look at me. And somebody came recently close to that. You know what's funny? Jericho came pretty close to it a couple of years ago. Yes. Okay. Was it that was like the, the greatest Royal Rumble of all time? In the no, it was man? like the one it was the when he came back uh like for the for the fourth or five like during like right yeah. before his list phase. So I want to say yeah, like okay. 2017, something like that. They they had the you still had a chant. He's like, I never lost a baby. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect. All right, next up. All right, you're on the roll here, man. You got three answered. You got three answered correctly, and then we just need seven more. I can count. Yes, that's true. <laughs> seven more. What is the full? I'm sorry. Question number four. What is the full name to APA? The Acolyte Protection Agency. Correct. Yeah, that was easy. Come on. That was easy. All right. Sorry. There was so a reason. Get it. I think there was a recent like con, wrestling con somewhere that you could like take a picture in the acolyte, the APA's office. Mm-hmm. It's like sitting around with like beer cans and stuff like that, playing poker and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I a lot of people would just be like, oh, it's the always pounding ass agency, but not the yeah. case. Acolyte protection agency. Case. That's where All damn right. came from. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Let's okay. see here. Question number five. All right, let's get a uh, let's get a little harder here. Okay. Which WrestleMania did The Rock debut at? 
He didn't debut at a, a WrestleMania. He debuted at a Survivor Series. So, okay, let me correct that. Which was the first WrestleMania that The Rock wrestled on? That I don't know. I know that for um, WrestleMania. Line up the years and, and take a guess. I'm not good with the years. So, let me say WrestleMania 12. Ooh, close. 13. It was 13. Oh, damn. All right. I, was, I, I knew the second I said it. Okay, it's fine. Now let's keep going. Cool. So you got you got one strike, but you have four correct. So okay, so we're, we're not, just, not we're down still... the water yet. Okay, sweet. Who is the oldest WWE champion of all time? Uh, I want to say Flair. No, oh, no, Cena. No, I... no, it has to be the, the Rock. I'll take the rock. Final answer. Final answer? Yeah. Sorry, my friend. It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> I forgot about that, man. You, you think about like active wrestlers. It's like the one person you're not thinking about is, is Vince McMahon. All right. Crap. All right. One more strike and I'm out. One more strike and you're out. And I'm going to be embarrassed in my life. Let's go. Uh, let's go on a uh, on a real tear here, though. I believe in you. I believe in okay. you, my friend. Okay. You ready? Yep. Who was the first undisputed champion? Chris Jericho. What? He beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin the same night. There you go. Okay. Come on, that's easy. That's easy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Question going. number seven. I like this. This is this is a good component to your show. Good. Good. How many WrestleMania matches did Steve Austin have over his career? I'm, I'm sorry for the, the silence here, folks. That's good. Take your time. Take your time. Eight. Final answer. Seven. Oh, man. Da, 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 da. I'm sorry, my friend. You will not be the first $100,000 winner on the first F <laughs> FFC $100,000 pyramid. But I came close. You came a close. For, a for effort. But I have a little caveat here. Okay. Sweeney, if you get this question right, I will give you the $100,000. Okay. Of these three, and are you ready? Yep, ready. All right. Of these three individuals, who has never won the WWE championship? Okay. So this is going back to the 80s. Okay. Jerry the King Waller, Roddy Piper, or Dustin Runnels? The WWE championship. WWE. All right. So like WWF, WWE championship. Who has never won it? None of them won it. My friends. My friends, hold on. Sweetie, you have won $100,000. All right, great. Please Venmo me. You are me the champion now. of the FFC $100,000 pyramid. Nice. I win. Good job, yeah. No, uh, surprisingly, like Dustin Runnels was the, uh, you know, I, you may, he may, like during the hot potato era of the Addison era, he may have won. 
But yeah, Jerry the Lawler, Jerry Lawler is number one. And surprisingly, yeah. out of all three, Roddy Piper never had a heavyweight title reign in WWE. They always talk about those guys that have never won the the big one, like the Razor Ramones, the Roddy Pipers. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, that's a good one. Macho Man? No, was Macho Man was champion. Macho, Macho Man was champion? Okay. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. So it's like those guys, like, I know Jerry Lawler was more of a Memphis guy. He wasn't a WWE. Yeah, guy. so he came in a little later. It's yes. funny though because I watched um, him two matches. First off, the guy could still go. Yeah, surprisingly. So who? Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and you know what's he funny? fought Enzo in a casket match recently. Yeah, and he kicked ass. <laughs> so it's funny. Like a lot of people are freaking out about this Ric Flair match. He could probably do it. All right, like he's you know what I mean. If Jerry Lawler can do it after having a massive heart attack and being dead for ten minutes, then I think. Uh, I think Flair could could stay, withstand a couple minutes in the ring. I think it's going to be fun seeing Flair versus Steamboat and seeing how old they are. So Steamboat bowed out, but he I'm did. sure they're going. They'll find they'll find someone fun for him to wrestle. Make it Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair. Oh, perfect! Just do that. Yeah, yeah just, just do, do it that. again. Fuck Flair it. versus himself. It, my friend's like he doesn't need the money. I was like, oh, he absolutely does need the money. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair, <laughs> yeah. allegedly. I don't know. You know. Yeah, but. but. uh Good job. Oh, so sorry. I wanted to finish my point. I watched uh, Jerry Lawler versus The Miz in a heavyweight title match in TLC. Surprisingly. Oh my god. What was that two thousand like twelve? It was during the heel Michael Cole. Yeah. yeah. Jerry okay. probably should have won. I wish they. I wish they did that. I, I read that they were like debating whether or not to give it to him. They should have gave it to him for a night and then ended it the next night. Like, yeah, for sure. Car- oh Cardona him. Same thing with Sting. Oh, I could have yeah. said Sting too, but that would have been a little too obvious. Oh yeah, Sting never won the WWE Championship. Yeah. He didn't win any. Yeah, because he had well, that he... like hot cup of coffee, and then Seth Rollins, uh, you know, destroyed his neck. Destroyed his neck, and now he's uh, better than ever. Which is, I don't think he would have won that match, but it, it's fun yeah. to think about. Yeah, the the what ifs in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so. congratulations, my friend. You you completely uh, you completely saved yourself on that last one. I'm gonna bury win Horowitz. my money. I'm gonna bury Horowitz myself right now. Oh, I just go. got a text from Damien saying, you son of a bitch, you took away my money to buy Kirk O'Bain's guitar. Uh, sorry, bud. That's what happens when you win on the FFC $100,000 pyramid. That's it. But uh, you got you have to start doing this more. Yeah, you know, I think I think so. I think we stumbled upon something. I would like to, to put to put uh, Damien to the test or him put me to the test. So Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Spectacular. My yeah. friend, as we wrap up here, uh, what are you listening to? What are you seeing? Uh, uh, any plugs that you would like to give? Um, I started listening today to the new Cavid album, Heavy Pendulum. You ever check that out yet? Uh, not yet. I'm um, sure it's brutal. I think, though. I think Stephen Brodsky is a musical genius. Um, and Cavid just one of the, is one of those bands, man. I uh, if you follow the YouTube account Hate Five Six, you follow him. He does. Yep, like absolutely. The- one of my favorite accounts to follow. He is just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's absolute god behind the camera. Talented, so talented. They did cave in at like the night the two thousand nineteen ETID like Christmas show, mm-hmm. and it was just so masterfully done. And the sound quality is so good. I've been kind of like hyped up for this album for a while. So um, so far, I think I'm like halfway through. Great album. Check it out. Cave in heavy pendulum. Um, and also I have been listening to a lot of the Black Dahlia murder because, you know, unfortunately, uh, we lost Trevor Sternad a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah. So I, it's it's the entire discography. The whole thing's good, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we covered that in the last segment. Uh, I'll fuck it. I'll say it again. Listen to fucking Black Tiger. Uh, Unhallowed is their first. So I was uh, an intern at the downtown in Farmingdale before it became uh, another Croxley's. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rest and uh, speak, uh, their their old sound guy George Marshall uh, passed away yesterday. So we got to oh, wow. throw it up, throw okay. it up to him. He was uh, I sat underneath him for my six months of my internship, and he was the man. Um, but the black when I was interning there, Black Dolly Murder came through a couple times, and they were always just the coolest dudes, especially Trevor. Um, and you know, a couple weeks ago, the metal community lost a, a huge, huge, uh, fanboy for it. So kind of sucks. Uh, but their, their entire discography just rules. Yeah. That's a great point. We lost an esteemed member of the community first and foremost, you know, we lost a friend, we lost a brother. I think, I don't think, you know, with, with, with shit going on these days, I, I don't think it's really going to be felt fully, but no. Yeah, it it is just a just a sad day, man. Just it was a sad a, day. It's sad day, but um, so that's also what I've been listening to, and I know you've probably been listening to this well. And yep. they need their roses now while they're here. Moontooth. Moontooth, baby. Phototroth. What an album! Absolutely. Um, Especially, I I I particularly like the back end of the album because it's yeah, just, they it's stuck catchy, that single on the back fun. end. Phototrope, the, the song is Nick Lee is a god on guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you cannot say it better than itself. What also uh, should be culminated is not that he hasn't shined on the previous albums, but I, uh, John Carbone, uh, the soul man of metal, just yeah, absolutely kills it on this asp- uh, on this record. The, the first time I, I texted him as soon as I was listening to it, I was like, dude, you are god. Um, <laughs> You know, from a writing perspective, from a vocal perspective, th- this is really like he like it, 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 uh, Vin and Ray holding it down on the back end to like they're here to fucking play. Yeah, they opened up for uh, Rockville, uh, uh, the festival last week. Yes. In Florida. Uh, they're on their way, man. You know, I, I was I was a little worried. Not that I ever doubted them. And so you guys can slap me in the face when I see you on Friday. But. You know, with the condition of the industry in the last two years, I was like, God, you know, I hope it doesn't affect them. But God, was I wrong? Metal sucks. Gave him a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I just and, you know, I said it once. I said it before, you know, seeing them play in a rinky dink house in East Meadow to watching them on a pro shot uh, live from the Daytona International Speedway. Yeah. Uh, Life is awesome when it breaks the fourth wall, right? It, it honestly like at, at a band like that too like back in the the carve your niche days like we played mm-hmm. with them at the belmore pool hall yeah exactly. that was one of my favorite shows because it was just wild yeah. and like for them to like be one of the, the second band i think it was like the second band to play that night and they tore it up and to see them doing that it's just like it it's it gives you like that like kind of tingly feeling you're just like man this life rules sometimes like like yes i know we've been shrouded in violence and hate over the past mm-hmm. you know two years and you know more frequently this week but to see people excelling in life like that is just it's it's, it's a it's a real cool thing uh as, as he's later like say pretty damn cool my man there you go that's it what about yourself what are you listening to besides i've the been listening to the new kendrick lamar album okay i've heard great things not my genre of music but 
so you know Kendrick making his long uh awaited return um with his new album Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers um you know it's a very introspective album I think it's it's his like so after his folk era uh, Bob Dylan had an album called Blood on the Tracks, which, like, you know, it kind of took a step back, and everybody mm-hmm. was just like, I just want to hear a poet Bob Dylan, like, you know, go off like that. But it was a very, like, this album is about me. It's not this album, is, or sh- let me correct myself. This album is for me. It's not for you. And I feel like that's the approach that uh, Kendrick took with this one. Uh, people are like, where's the bangers? Like, dude, like, yeah. shut up. Like, to stop. Like, you know, like N95 is a banger. Um, the Heart Five was a single that's not on this album, but kind of came out before that uh, a couple bands do that. That's an absolute banger. It wasn't on the album, but you know, um, this guy is going to be just an absolute legend at the end of the day. And he just continues with it in every release that he does. And uh, very excited for that to be on the scene. He's doing some big festival soon, right? So he's going on his own tour. He's going to be headlining okay. UBS. Ah, uh, okay, that's right. But I mean, he—I I imagine he's doing a festival. I would—I would assume so. It's festival season. Come on, it's festival season, baby. That's it. Uh, uh, I was playing Glastonbury in, in England. If you're going to be in England, folks, next yeah. he's going to be uh, Paul McCartney and Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, listen, that—that'd be a cool mashup. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But uh, should be a fun summer. Can't wait for all the shows coming up. I know. That. Um, that's uh, it. Would you like to say anything else? Nah. Any, any any plugs? Any plugs? Uh, yeah, I guess we got to plug uh, Thracian because I, I play in a band. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thracian.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're working on music right now. We're trying to get some shows booked for the summer. Um, and marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can uh, find us on all of your podcasting applications. Uh, marking out, search it. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Social media wise, Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out. YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 because somebody already took marking out. Uh, if you want to email us, out one at gmail.com. We have merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Big Memorial Day weekend sale. Use the coupon code MEMORIAL22 and uh, save yourself uh, some money on that. I know I have to go on there because I want to get a Brody King shirt because he's uh, donating all of his earnings from Pro Wrestling Tees for this month to uh, better causes. So bravo to... Brody on that and probably with God's Hate because they for another great album. That God's Hate album? Oh yeah, my god. Kills. I go, I go to I go I go to the gym and just want to lift things because of that album. Um I want to pick up that or pick up a Chris Dallander shirt. Um and that's it. So take us home. There we go. Oh, before we go. Before we go. Who is this legend? I can't even see it's out of focus. It's out I can't focus. see the face. It's still out of focus. Hold on, hold on. You, you throwed me here with a uh, a legend. I'm gonna killer give you one, yeah one quick, one quick one because Damien's like you didn't do the legend killer. So let's see. You sending it to my phone? I'm sending it to your phone. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, I just sent it to Damien. Ha <laughs> 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 Damien, we wish you were with us this evening. Yes, we do. I hope you're having fun playing Kurt Cobain's guitar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Or going to the first Starbucks. I'm waiting for it. Try not to give the people uh, anything. You send me a okay. photo. Let's see. I just sent it.
Okay. Rookie Ric Flair in 1973. Oh, God damn it, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, well, cover up the words that were clearly on the... Oh, my God. Uh, Amy's going to ban me from hosting all future episodes. That's awesome. All right, I mean, so... Uh, he's got some brow. Let me tell you that much. Beefy Ric Flair, man. Be I mean, like real beefy. If I, covered, if I covered up those words, would you be able to get it? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, have. beefy Ric Flair was was a, a different boy before his uh, famed plane accident that destroyed his back and had to he had to refocus how he he worked out. And I yeah. think you know that's where like he kind of leaned out a little bit and probably sent him on a different trajectory in his career that absolutely saved it. Yeah, and I we can go into. All of Ric Flair's uh, career soon, which would be fun. Tell you about the time that I dressed up like Ric Flair for Halloween. Nice man. I, I did. I made the robe, like the full on robe. Yeah. And and that was the uh, the first night my wife fell in love with me. We met Rick. We were hanging out at a Halloween party. I was dressed like Ric Flair. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" That's it. See, Nature Boy getting people laid even when he's not even involved. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's let's cut that. And on Bob that note, Bob Backlund. <laughs> On, on that, that note, note, folks, uh, I want to give a heartfelt extended thank you to Sweeney for coming out and thank filling you. a very uh, a very large seat that needed to be filled tonight. So thank you, my friend. Yeah. Everyone, it is the beginning of summer. We are finally here. Go out, spend some time with your family and friends. But of course, return to the couch to watch Double or Nothing this Sunday live from Las Vegas on yep. Bleacher Report if it works for you. So. Is it on Fight too? It's on Fight TV, yeah. All right. Hopefully I, one I, of those I, two works. I'm a fight guy. So You're a fight guy. All right, let's support fight in this situation because we two report sucks. Anyway, it's full. Yeah, what? It's it's real bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Come on, Tony. Get that HBO Max deal. We're waiting for it, buddy. So, so. I can use my parents' login to watch HBO Max. All right. Hey man. <laughs> so for Mr. Chris Sweeney of Marking Out, for myself, Ryan Doyle, this has been. F F C